I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And let your pussy be your guide. Hello, beautiful. Hi, love. Oh my gosh. Wow. How are you? We, we, we've just been having the most fun conversation. Oh my God. <laughs> before we okay. press record. Right. So what I have to paint the picture for all of you is that we're sitting here facing one another and we can see one another. Scarlett has a butt plug between her index finger and her middle finger and she's like twirling it around with her long beautiful chrome nails and <laughs> oh my nails are chrome too my nails match the plug, the butt plug. right right there's and a picture here I just took a butt plug out I'm not twirling it in my fingers because it's been washed and cleansed and is drying in my bathroom so I'm not twirling the glass butt plug uh, between my fingers that we. Well, that's why just- I got mine out. I'm like, okay, if if you're going to be plugged, I'm also going to be plugged to record this episode. But you decided to take yours out. <laughs> so instead, you know, I'm I'm a big worry stone kind of chick. I always <laughs> like to have something in my hand. So as you listen to this episode, just know. This plug, which has been inside my body more times than I can count, <laughs> is going to be with me in my hands. All right, Just I've got a, me. I've got a talisman in my hands as well. So, okay. yes, so yeah, painting the picture for you, we have Scarlet on the left twirling a butt plug, a chrome butt plug with her chrome fingernails. I'm on the right in pink lingerie <laughs> with bright fuchsia lips, and we are ready to come at you straight from the universe. Yes, indeed. And it has just been an incredible year in the universe thus far, reflecting back on the amazing conversations that we have had and the excitement building about all the conversations yet to come and all of the exciting developments with Slut Sisters. You know, we have we have some things cooking for you, folks, and that will be a, a topic of conversation for another day. But since we launched the show, the second episode of our show was a humongous life update Mm -hmm. for both of us. Mm -hmm. And after that, the universe just carried us away. And we got into having these amazing, life-giving, paradigm-shifting conversations. And, you know, we haven't really given folks an update on how we are. Um, True. So that's what we thought we'd do today. Yeah, I mean, it's been 2023 has been, it's it's been a vortex of sorts. I don't know what the hell's going on this year, but 2023 has been really interesting. But yeah, we we came back pretty much jumped off in in November, I think, right? And we haven't really stopped since. And so we were reflecting just in our own conversation and our own friendship of just about like where we've been the seasons of life that we're in, where are we now and where do we think we're heading? And it's been really interesting because so I'm, I'm doing this program right now that talks a lot about the seasons of life and how the seasons of life are often mimicking things like the seasons of the moon and the days and the, the seasons that we go through in general And where I feel like I have been since probably late 2021, early 2022, up until quite recently, has been more of a winter phase. 
So when we think about our seasons that we have here in North America, right? Like obviously we have different parts that stay warm all year long, but we have our traditional summer, fall, winter, spring, and the seasons that we as humans can kind of go through are really mimicking a lot of that, right? So we have times of our lives when we are planting seeds, when we are growing, when we are watering, when we are seeing the fruits of our labor come about, when we're enjoying the harvest of all of that. And then we also have times of our lives where we are entering long dark nights and we don't have leaves on our trees anymore and we are clearing things away and making room for what we know the promise of spring is going to bring, but it's not quite here yet. And then we have the warmth start to come in again and the leaves start to bud and the flowers start to bloom and the promise of life kind of comes all up again, all over. And it's the same thing, the way that the moon waxes and wanes and is full and is new. And we have the day and the night of our lives. And so we have these beautiful rituals that we can kind of go through to kind of commemorate these seasons of our lives. But what I know for myself is that I was in a really long, 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 dark winter, right? And it feels as though for me, I'm finally starting to feel the energy of spring. I'm starting to feel some newness coming into my life. I'm starting to feel the seeds of creation being planted, of things that we want to do with Slut Sisters, of things that I would like to do in my own professional offerings and developments, I'm feeling myself come back alive again. I'm feeling my body enliven again. I'm feeling all of these things start to flow in ways that they have just been so dormant for so, so, so long. And so for me, that's been a really interesting turn of events in 2023 because 2023 for me started out feeling like a really dark night of the soul. But here I am, and just as sure as we know that the only constant in life is change, it's showing up for me, and I'm feeling really invigorated and really joyful that I feel this season of like new birth and new life coming back around for me. But it's interesting because when we're in relationship with other people, that doesn't mean that that's the season that they're experiencing, right? And that we're not, although many women can kind of sync their cycles up together when it comes to certain <laughs> aspects of our bodily function, these seasons are really different and they can last a day or a month or a year. And we just never know what people are going through. And so while that's been what I've been in, what what's what's been going on for you? I really love everything about that framework and really understanding the the fact that we do step in, into seasons in our lives where there's a time for sowing and starting new things and having that promise and hope of what will come to to pass and then like seeing your efforts come into fruition and harvesting that and moving forward with that energy into a fall energy of like celebration and feasting and fun and I can say I've probably definitely been more in an autumn, but what what inevitably follows autumn, right? And what you said about being in relationship and being mm -hmm. in relationship 
with others who are in different seasons and how do I show up in love and support and also in like acknowledging and seeing that person because one of the things that you mentioned is like in our society we don't like to honor those times in our life in which we are actually in that uncertainty no in in that season of darkness and cold and dreariness and the need to like cloister away and protect our energy and really just save everything that we have going for a new awakening we just like want to be on grind mode all the time going 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 when like I know for me that that doesn't serve me I need a lot of time to rest and process and rejuvenate personally um but yeah 2023 has been a bitch and a fucking half I'm just gonna be honest for me (laughs) it has felt like I am being cudgeled by one thing after another, after another, in my every arena of my life, my professional life, my family yeah. life, my friendships, my relationships. Um, and I went through a really strong season in the second half of 2022 when everything was feeling so expansive and so supportive. And like, I am riding a wave, man. And so, obviously, you know, one knows that's that's not going to last. Like, that's not how life is. However, it always amazes me how when I do come into this period of, like, absolute, like, shedding and cold, it always catches me off guard. And sometimes I'll internalize it and think it's something that I'm doing wrong when what I really need to be doing is paying attention and taking really good care of myself. Um, so that's such a beautiful framework. I'm so glad you shared it with me and shared it with us. And so like, I invite everybody to really consider that. And if you are in, in the winter with me, like know that this is just preparing us for what is to come next and the new harvest in our lives. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. What I would offer in that too my teacher imparted to me that we often falsely think that when we are in seasons of spring and summer, think about a tree, right? And think about the fact that when it is in spring and summer, it's starting to bloom and it looks beautiful and magnificent. And we look at it and wow, you're growing, you look beautiful, you're, you know, like the way that you present to the world is pleasing, right? But when you really look at the science of it, when trees actually are doing their growing, it is when they are dark and when they are leafless and lifeless looking. And there is no longer all the energy focused on the foliage and making it look beautiful and full, but rather... All of the energy is going into the roots, going deeper and deeper Mm. and deeper into the earth. And that is when the tree is really afforded the opportunity in the rest to create space to grow. And that's when it's doing its growth. And so, yeah, we just are looking to give you all some permission to honor these seasons of life when you have to grieve things, when you have to go dark, when you have to look at your own demons, when you have to prune and 
make space for new things that the promise is that just as sure as every season will come back around again. So will you. And that's one of the things that's been really interesting for me is that you and I were both experiencing very similar transitions of life at the exact same time. It is not, you know, something that we have hidden that like both of us went through relationship endings at the exact same time. And Mm. the way that each of us needed to honor ourselves and step into the next season was really, really different. So when I go through those moments of darkness of, or how I experience them are moments of darkness. And I tend to go very deep underground and I withdraw to myself and I kind of come back to myself and really put my focus there. And I don't really allow myself to have energy as much for the outside world or the more like open expressions with people. I heal alone. I heal underground. I go internal. I'm like a turtle that puts my shell (laughs) over me and just fucking closes shop for however long I have to. And for me, this last time, it's it's been a year and a half. I had to put the podcast when it was sexual alchemy on hiatus. I went dark yeah. on social media for a really long time. I just have really hunkered down with my work and my my child. And I have figured out how I need to prune and create space for new things. But the beautiful thing to me is that you were able to go into a different season than I was. And here we are you know, in this new transition, watching each other shift yet into different seasons. And what we also have experienced in our dynamic and our relationship has been, you know, kind of indicative of where we've both been in our seasons as well. Mm. And that's the other thing I want to normalize is that like relationships, whether they are friendships or lovers or family or work or whatever it is, you can't expect people around you to be in the same season as you and to understand what it is that you're going through. But when you do recognize that you're in different places, honoring that rather than expecting the person to be where you are, which is something I'm really guilty of. I do, I have not done that a lot, I think. And I, in the last week or so, we're having these conversations where we're recognizing how we can support one another I think better and really actually also be grateful for being in different seasons and what that can bring to us and what we have to say and offer. It's really fucking beautiful. I agree. It's really fucking beautiful. And I, (laughs) I have found myself um, coming into a new maturity that comes with the new dimensions of of myself that I have come into relationship with and like maturity and growth is is like very seldom a painless process um and you know we we did share with whoever would listen um that we had both left our long-term relationships and neither of us knew, you know, what would happen next. One never does. 
but I, I, what we did know is we were going to radically honor ourselves, honor, you know, the, the fact that we knew that there are new paradigms of ways to love, to be in connection with, to be in support of, and to like really pursue that because that was what was is right for us. Like for me, I was in a place where I said, I don't know where I will go next, but what I know for sure is that the dynamics and the connections that I'm going to find supportive are those in which I am seen for who I am and the unique gifts that I have to bring and the unique love that I have to share. And that's not going to be contained inside any kind of conventional relationship construct. It simply can't. Like, it, it is far too bombastic. It is far too revolutionary. Like, the love I have to give, I've got to fucking write a whole new dictionary to even begin to talk about it. Like, this is just, this is what I know is my truth and, like, what I know is my path. But that came with a tremendous sense of, A, both freedom and liberation. And I was living in that freedom and liberation for some time. And I think it also came with a little bit of naivete because, you know, like just what I'm essentially attempting to do is create a whole new fucking paradigm to be in relationship, like to radically overhaul all of my fucking conditioning, all of the rules that I've been taught about what it means to love and be loved, to be safe and secure and to offer safety and security and to do that and just figure it out. <laughs> like to just figure it out as I go along. Right. And here we are. Um, and so that's what we wanted to talk about today. How has this been for us? What has it been like? What, where is our journey as it stands? <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple, right? <clears throat> We're just over here creating brand new paradigms and we know exactly what the fuck we're doing. We know exactly how it's going to go. We know exactly what we're going to feel and what others are going to feel. And it's perfect, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. No. Record scratch. <laughs> Not at all. No. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, this is hard shit, right? I think we both have recognized for some time that the ways in which we have been taught to be in relationship and be in love in this world and with individuals and with community, it's antiquated, it's outdated, it doesn't work. Not to say it doesn't work for anybody, that is beyond my scope, but there are so many more ways available to us that we don't even think about because right. we think about one person and another person and that's what the construct looks like and anything outside of that doesn't really fit and then we think about okay well then we can have also you know aspects of consensual non-monogamy where maybe we can open it up and maybe we can have play and maybe we can have fun but we don't open it up to feelings for other people and then there are other people who do open it up for feelings and what does that look like and am I 
okay, maybe I'm polyamorous, but then maybe we're in this, you know, kind of triad dynamic, or maybe there's a couple of couples, or maybe there's this or whatever. And then before you know it, like our heads are exploding and there's myriad compositions. And I think what you and I are at least exploring for ourselves is this concept of what if there are just no rules and what if there are no constructs? And Mm. in some ways, some people might look at that and call it non-hierarchical or relationship anarchy or whatever. Yeah. I don't know that I necessarily am even like, I don't know that I'm in a camp to even label that. Like, it's like, You know, I also have heard of constructs where some people are monoromantic, but they have love for multiple people in a sexual way, but like not in a romantic way. And I'm just like, is it possible that we can just love and care and be in community and relationship? And what can I do to stretch myself to not need to have all the answers and know all the definitions? What? is possible for me and how can I show up for every person I love and care about in a way that feels authentic to that connection and in a way that honors that connection and also honors me. Uh, I am, um, I'm like everything that you have just said has been heavily on my mind. We've talked a lot on the show about like constructs and labels and what they serve and where they limit And I recently picked up a book that I have just recently, I picked it up about three or so weeks ago, but like I am forcing myself now to read and do the material in this book. I first heard about it actually from one of our incredible, probably like my favorite guests we've had on thus far. I know I'm sorry guys, but like Lee has been my fucking like she's so she has expanded me in so many ways and i was in a moan chat with her and she said if there was one book that i could if i could i would airdrop copies of this book to every human being ever i was like oh my gosh i need to buy this book and the book is called rewriting the rules by meg john barker and Within five pages of reading this book, I was like, oh, (laughs) my God. I was so challenged and I was so shooketh. And it was really when I got to, to this sentence right here, which I will read, which I have been like really and truly trying to meditate on. The book is about understanding that whether we want to admit it or not we all abide by conditioned and learned rules in relationship some of these rules are so deeply ingrained within us that we don't even question them and some of them are extremely well known like rules relating to monogamy and marriage and childbearing things like that Um, and what the thesis of the book really is is that you do have agency to rewrite the rules in your own relationship. And also relationships are about embracing uncertainty. And this is the sentence that just completely blew my mind. It reads the alternative route. Many of us now take is to come up with 
new rules for our relationships, either in communities or on our own. However, there is a tendency to hold on to these new rules just as tightly as others do to the old ones, sometimes even more so because it's hard to be outside of the mainstream. And when I read that, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, like, here I am, ready, fully ready, with abandon to pursue the relationships that I believe are going to be supportive of my best and highest self and how I'm really going to shine as a sexual being, as a loving, caring being, as a nurturing being. And this whole fucking time, I've been writing rules for myself that are now restricting and limiting me the same way these other rules restricted and limit me. When I'm mm -hmm. wanting to experience the limitless and expansiveness of love, like blew my fucking mind i was like scarlet what is happening here and so right. i ventured then to say okay i've got to discover what these new rules are so i pulled up a note app in my phone and i, I wrote scarlet's new rules and i was like okay i've got to figure <laughs> out what these rules are that i'm abiding by i've only found two it's been almost 30 days i was like how am i this <laughs> like how am i truly this unaware of the very rules by which I operate with the people that I love. Like it really, all this book has shown me thus far is how much growth I have to achieve in this arena to create relationship structures that are supportive of my highest potential and also the people I love's highest potential. And so <laughs> this, this has been like actively blowing my mind and I have really wanted to have this conversation with you, Anya, because I want to know what do you think about this and how have you encountered the rules by which you've lived in relationship and what new rules have you created? Uh, <laughs> that's not a small question. One of the things that came to my mind when you were describing how difficult it's been to come up with new rules the first thing that pops into my head is because what if there aren't many? Right. Is it okay that we have experienced relationships where every rule, quote unquote, that we've put on it was then later moved, broken, not relevant, thrown away, whatever. And one of the things that I've been challenging myself with is what if I remove the rules and what if there is very little that anybody needs to do in relationship other than show up as themselves and fully committed to also trying to meet the other person where they are and live in dialogue and mm. exchange and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea of that. But what I will also say, and when you asked my experience, I'm going to raise you some poker chips and throw on the table a concept that I've been working with in my own life pretty deeply the last number of months. And it is understanding that the way I've been wired mm -hmm. in my life, 
in my upbringing, in this world that we live in that is very dominated by the patriarchy, (laughs) is that I have a lot of people-pleasing and codependent tendencies. And when you put that into the mix of someone who is trying to create new relationship paradigms and allow people to be who they are, as someone who has those tendencies, you start to also bend to the will or the tendency or the inclination of the people you're in relationship with. So one of the things that I've had to now really draw back to in myself is I still have an internal compass and I still have needs and I still have desires. Mm. And I still, while I may not have a lot of rules, I do need and demand that whatever relationship I am in respect is present. And if there's not an attempt to understand my need or where I'm coming from, Mm -hmm. then I don't feel like respect is present. And it doesn't, it's not even just, it can't even just stop at trying to understand it and who I am, but it's also, do you have a desire to meet me there? And with what my need is or what my desire is or whatever that may be. Because it can't be the wild, wild west all the time. We can't constantly be saying that anything goes and that no, you know, all. So it's like there is a fine line between honoring right. what is and what wants to be and what wants to come alive in a connection with someone. And also who we are as humans meeting in that experience because we aren't elevated ascended beings that know all the time omnisciently what the other person is thinking and feeling and needing so we have to have communication and we have to meet one another with respect and honor and care and so I too am on this journey of like I don't really know what the rules are I know there's not a lot of them but respect and an attempt to know me and see me and me for you and figure out if there is a way for us to meet in that. And even more importantly, when there isn't an acknowledgement and an honoring of what can't be because love does not conquer all. Nope. And care does not conquer all. And sometimes the most loving thing that we can do is honor that there isn't a match and a, something that can work together. Amen. <laughs> Let me tell you, the butt plug has been twirling a hundred <laughs> miles an hour over here. <laughs> Listening to you um, profess that really profound awareness that you have, and it is also an awareness that I have, that I have... Um, over the years of my life, categorically and reliably allowed people to come into relationship with me who cannot meet me and who I have believed that love and the love that I feel for that person 
will be sufficient to keep our relationship alive at great cost and detriment to myself. Yep. And this tendency, and and I, I truly believe it is, it's much more than that. It's it is all of the wounding that we talked about. It's mother wound, it's sister wound, it's witch wound. It's also um the social consequence of relational diseases such as alcoholism or mental health illness, you know, mental illness, PTSD experienced, you know, past genetically. It's all of these things. And it's also the fact that encounters that we have with love and with people that we love is so often skewed for caretaking, for parenting a significant other or like for me recently I'll be honest it's just been kind of like how my codependent tendencies and like relational issues have manifested is like I'm just gonna be the cool chick because you know I'll just be the cool chick who's down for anything when really I'm not fucking down for anything I'm really not nope you know there is a price of admission to be in this in this house in this energy in this pussy like there is in a the price haunted of house? in the in the haunted house okay and i am worth i am worth everything and so the that doesn't mean you know that i need you know i'm in a position where i'm like well that doesn't mean that i'm not going to be liberated in my sexuality or i'm going to change the way i slut I am in a place where I am realizing and recognizing, just like I said at the beginning of the episode, that I'm entering a winter and that my energy is far more valuable for the transformative work happening within me. And so the anything goes chick, not so anything goes anymore. Not so anything goes anymore. Uh, You're going to need to bring a specific set of things and a password (laughs) to get to come into the door. And I don't know yet what that's going to look like, but I know that this is right for me. And it's it's made manifest by um, some close relationships that have developed for me over these past months with two men that I deeply love and care about. But these are very non-conventional relationships that we are in. We don't have the rules. We don't have the roadmap. We are figuring it out as we go along. And there was a time when that felt absolutely joyous. It was like, here I am in relationship with these two men who love me and see me and support me and show up. Um, And I show up in love and care and support for them. And we don't put rules on each other or unreasonable expectations. We just, you know, show up in love for each other. and. I, I've realized again that I perhaps have been a little bit naive in realizing that when you're living in and experiencing love in these very non-traditional containers, communication, trust, like all of this, it takes a tremendous amount of work, just like any other kind of relationship to really you know, feed and grow and foster that relationship. And it's not all, all good times and fun. Like it's, 
it's a tremendous, and I think that my, while I've always known relationships are work, I think that where I got tripped up is in the understanding that simply because this is a a, a non-traditional container that does fit me, that doesn't mean that it doesn't require a tremendous amount of care and also inner work on my part and inner knowing on my part. Like that's the biggest thing because I am bringing me to this relationship each and every time. Yeah. And that's all I can truly control at the end of the day. Um, So that's been a development for me. Uh, That's been quite interesting and it's been a huge growth opportunity and I am grateful. I am grateful for the struggle. I am grateful for the hardship because at least now I am, I am journeying in the direction of, you know, I'm journeying in the right direction, whether or not it's always going to be easy. Like who fucking thought, who said it was going to be easy? Like, I don't know why I ever fucking thought this, but like, there is this like liberation, like, yes, here I am. I've arrived. Everything's going to be good now. Yeah. No. Yes. Well, so. we all need our ass to be handed to us on occasion totally. to show us when it's time to sit the fuck down. Ass handed. To me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and where you are right now and what you're realizing in terms of the price of admission. I mean, this is something for me that really, that really kicked into during my winter and honestly is still in play for me. I don't have any idea if that will shift or change, but we addressed this in our slut styles episode a number mm-hmm. of weeks ago. But yeah, when, when I kind of was recognizing and reckoning with myself, I had to understand that there are discrete amounts of energy that I can allow into my awareness and they are particular ones and the frequency will be known when it's felt. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. that's really the only way that I am able to welcome people in at this point in my, in my journey is that like, okay, your frequency hits my frequency and we can speak the same language, even if it's not verbal. Okay, cool. We can do that. But otherwise it, it is just in general, I'm more closed off than I've been in a very, very long time. But that is because I needed to create some space. And who knows if that will continue, if that needs to continue. But I do think that this next chapter in my journey is going, is already about myself. And it is about what is going to feel right to me and if you are in relationship with me in any capacity, be it personal, professional, romantic, whatever it is, there are going to be not so much rules, but like if the frequency of respect and a desire to know who I truly am at like a heart level doesn't exist, I'm probably not interested and so, <laughs> you know, we have we have experienced people in like in the communities that we travel in who have a difficult time with concepts like sapiosexual mm. or sapiosexual would be somebody who's more intellectually 
attracted to one another. Um, and then we have people who are a little bit more like there needs to be more of like a romantic connection or whatever. And sometimes in like the non-monogamy space, whether it be swinging or hot wifing or whatever, I mean, there's just a lot of interest and emphasis placed on like a uh, connection that is just purely sexual. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm-hmm. But where I'm at in these phases of my own kind of growth and existence is that I need a little more something that's probably honestly at the end of the day, I'm I'm needing a little more safety. Yeah. I'm needing a little bit more emotional need met or at least honored that I have my emotional needs. And so I'm at a place right now where I don't have the ability to be as bright and shiny and, you know, as flamboyant as maybe I have been able to be in the past because I have to tether myself and I have to find my connection within myself a little bit more because if I lose that, then I feel just really like I've, like I've kind of run amok of myself And so it does create like a really interesting dichotomy in that we are looking for the most liberation and freedom and sovereignty. And also (laughs) we're being called back into like, oh, but that doesn't mean anything goes. No. That means that I have to understand what is discerning for me. Totally. And like safety is something that you mentioned. And there are many domains of safety. Many. Many. Right. We have emotional safety, spiritual safety, physical safety, you know, psychological safety, all of these different domains. And like we are single woman still. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Um, I have priority relationships that I am a part of. And there is not a day that I I do not exist as a woman in this society where my safety does not enter my mind. It enters my mind when I leave my house and lock my door. Maybe I want to, you know, go to my grocery store late at night. Like maybe, you know, I want to go right before it closes because I forgot something. And even something as simple as that, I'm thinking, Am I going to be safe? And what precautions can I take for my safety? It influences, you know, who I allow into my home, who I allow to let know where I live. There are just all of these different considerations that, like, if I were a single man, I'm sure I wouldn't give two thoughts about. Um, But, you know, safety also extends to who has access to my to my vulnerability, be it emotional or physical, like, you know, if I'm in a play space and I'm in a vulnerable physical situation, who is looking out for my safety? I talked in the beginning of of, of the year about an intention that I have set about protection. And I've thought a lot about protection. And I did you know, say that, you know, I do know and understand that ultimately I am responsible for protecting myself. No one else is responsible for protecting me. As as time has gone on, I've grown a lot to understand what the true meaning of protection really is. And I venture to deepen in that, that understanding. 
-hmm. but like I, I I do see your dichotomy about you know liberation and and being empowered and and in our sovereignty and yet at the same time I am also aware um of just where my vulnerabilities lie and like I have every right to protect myself and I have every right to call in protectors and I have every right to you know lead a life in which my safety and <laughs> and my sovereignty is respected and that's like not something i've really always given myself permission to do i have put myself in fucking harm's way for someone i love i literally did that i've been doing that since i was uh, like 18 years old my one of my girlfriends would call me and be like girl i'm in this crazy situation oh girl i got you freaking what like why is that my first done thought with that shit to literally done. put myself in harm's way like you're Wait. in harm's way let me just let me just go myself and go put myself also in harm's way like what right. i no, absolutely not like it's it there that doesn't serve me um right. And yet somewhere along the way, I learned that that was what love was supposed to look like. Right. Sacrificing yourself for others. And also like one of the things that I know has been like a major point of conversation. I know for me a lot this last year, and you've heard me talk about this a lot about wanting peace and calm and serenity and just, you know, wanting the lack of drama and, <laughs> when we allow those situations to kind of get us sucked in, like that's literally the thing that we're jonesing for then. Right. Totally. And one of the things that I've had to recognize within myself is that, okay, as I've kind of gone through this understanding of myself as somebody who has these codependent tendencies and these people pleasing tendencies is that one of, one of the main tenets of that is that we're seeking excitement yeah. that we're seeking trauma because it makes us feel something and it feels like oh okay then we're wanted and we're wrapped into it literally it creates all a dopamine this. jump in your brain it's a hundred percent it's the same thing as like social media yep. and what the fuck that does for all of us and it's like oh okay so now I have to like rewire myself to say what's literally the most unexciting <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and it's there is a difference between pleasure and excitement mm -hmm. right and they can be intertwined right. and you can feel pleasure in exciting situations but like am i going towards something because it is engulfing me and wrapping me in because it is drama and excitement or am i going towards something because i'm going to receive pleasure and nourishment and that type of excitement. have your cup filled instead of depleted yeah depleted. yeah 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 i i um have found that balance particularly difficult to strike and what i will say is that you know i know that when i deplete myself for the sake of pursuing pleasure when i am you know sleep deprived not hydrated, <laughs> not well nourished. Um, you know, I often go into hedonistic situations and I love hedonism. Y'all know that. And like, I am not well rested and I am not well nourished and I am not well hydrated. And 
that sacrifice is like crazy when you think about it. Yeah. It really and truly is. And at the same time, I can recall some of my most pleasurable moments, either with myself or with someone else, occurring when I am well-rested, well-nourished, spiritually connected and grounded, you know, affirmed in daily activities that support me. And like, those are some of the moments in which I find I can truly enjoy the full landscape of pleasure rather than it being something that I feel like I, I have to give something up in order to get this. Cause then it becomes transactional. Right. Right. And it truly shouldn't be. Um, mm -hmm. And like, here's the thing. I don't have the magic bullet to like figure out always how I'm going to bring this to light for myself. I probably will, will, you know, find myself doing this once again. However, if I can trend towards greater boundaries, greater prioritization of self, you know, more in-depth, in-tune connections in which, you know, just like you said, respect is present in these connections and my needs and my place and my season is honored, then I know for certain, no matter what rules are present, no matter you know, what exactly, what container or what, like, you know, label I give this connection, it's going to be one that supports me and is nourishing. And so that's, that's really the lesson here that I think yeah. I personally am learning. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. And I'm so grateful for the way that you were able to articulate all of that. I think um, for me, if I have to boil it down to a... <laughs> a particular lesson for me, you know, as I've gone through this winter season and have really gone internally and discovered within myself what, what it takes to be in connection with me and what I'm willing to do to be in connection with others. And I don't have it figured out and it will continue to morph and change. But one of the primary things that I'm coming back to now is, okay, so... In every connection that I'm in, be it friendship, partnership, or whatever that looks like, what am I receiving in this connection? What is being asked of me in this connection? And it doesn't always have to be that the scales balance perfectly at all times, but there does have to be a reciprocity and a give and take on both ends of that. And the scale does have to be able to kind of balance itself out over time. And for me in the past, I think I found so much that I the scale has either tipped really too far in either direction. And so for me, it is about making sure that I'm being honored because I think for myself, I tend to give up myself and what I need so that the connection can stay present. And what I am entering into is that no longer do I care enough if the relationship stays present, if there's nothing coming back to me on my end of the scale. And so that has been really illuminating and at times really difficult 
And yet what I can say is that when I think about it that way, it feels such, it feels like such a no brainer and it feels like an, of course, and why wouldn't you expect that for yourself? And yeah, those should be table stakes. Come on. But yet. Okay. So I'm listening to you and you're saying scale and you're saying balance and you're talking about tipping and you're also talking about illuminating. And I was like, we are recording this episode under the Libra full moon. <gasps> yes, we are. Oh my gosh. Like how perfect. <laughs> Amazing, babe. Look at you. Totally. I mean, Libra oh my God. Is my Chills. sun sign. So it's my solar sign. I, I've always identified with Libra and like I've been in um the depths of some deep emotional darkness recently and when I saw that this moon was coming I was like okay here we are a season for refreshing and refining and growth and like clarity and a time for balance um because one of the things that I am willing to do today is also while considering first, A, what am I receiving from this relationship? I'm also really willing to take a look at what am I giving? And how can I give in a way that doesn't deplete? And how do I give in full love and in full respect and in full presence without depleting myself? And I'm still figuring that shit out <laughs> because aren't we all it is not easy, but I too am like really I could have never anticipated what these last months would have shown me how how they would have spurned my growth and in the end you hear me say this a lot but like I'm grateful I'm grateful for every challenge I'm grateful for every opportunity I have to take a look at something on a deeper level I'm grateful for my peace. I'm grateful for my serenity today. And I am grateful that I have this show where we can come here and tell y'all we've got none of this figured out, but we're willing to share this incredibly expansive journey with you. And we really appreciate you seeing us in like all of our imperfections perfections in all of the areas yeah. where we're growing <laughs> and to understand yeah, that like sure. you are not alone <laughs> in this um and come further like even more of an opportunity for you to come into sisterhood and help us like as we help you and we help each other right. so come into the slut sisterhood and bring all of this to the table and together in you talked about healing in in solitude and i think that that's a beautiful thing and i think it's an ancient tradition in society that we are in in humanity that we have to heal in solitude i heal in community and i deeply need others to support me in my healing process and i know you heal in community too but like we have this sisterhood that is all about healing and we're seeing it happening already. And like, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I just really wanted to, to say that, think about, think about joining us in sisterhood. If, if this is all resonating with you, I would just love to be your sister and walk alongside you with it. 
Yeah, because if anything, you are hearing from us, as Scarlett just so very clearly stated, we don't have it figured out. And it does take it does take a tribe to be walking through all of these things together and the conversations that we're having in our sisterhood discord in our in our inner sanctum is is life-changing for me and it is so mm. wonderful because none of us have anything figured out but together in community we all are stronger and all yes. the voices that can come together and if you're listening to this and you wonder if this is something that is for you or not what we want to assure you is please don't allow any barrier to entry to be there. If the word slut doesn't resonate with you, throw it out. You know, yeah. we it doesn't have to be something that you tout the same way that we talk about it here. And we just want sisterhood with all women who have an interest in exploring their sexuality, their sensuality, their empowerment through those things. Mm. Or through other avenues too, your expression gets to be whatever it is. And we are just so deeply in want and need of connection with as many of you as possible because it just enriches our experience and hopefully it enriches yours too. So we're grateful for you listening to us, for listening to our journeys, for where we're at. We will continue to drop in along the way and update you on where we are personally because we believe that without our ability to express our vulnerability to each of you. Why would you be here with us? So right. we love you deeply. We're so grateful that you are here with us each week and that you continue to support us in our journeys as we evolve and don't know shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm putting the butt plug down now, or maybe I should put the butt plug in, in. put the, I took mine out half out of protest and pouting and half out of discomfort. However, the butt plug is oh. gone. <laughs> you okay, put yours well, in. I'll flip a coin. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, next well, week in the Yoniverse, we'll learn whether Scarlett put the butt plug in or just went to bed. <laughs> I should do a Twitter poll, but you know, well, I, I'm going to leave it to fate, but loves. Thank you. Thank you. thank you, thank you for joining us another week here in the Yoniverse. And we've got some exciting episodes coming up, so we will see you so soon. Be well. Thanks for spending some time in the Yoniverse with us. We adore our listeners, and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com, and our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the Yoniverse, be sure to give us a five-star rating, and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week. And in the meantime, stay sacred. And stay salacious. Salacious.